get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 398. And the real news this week is that Catherine has finished Persona 5. That's it. That's what we're leading with. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Catherine made it through, finished it just in time because we're all getting our bodies ready for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. which comes out in just a few days. Ugh. You know, we're but we're going to have other things to talk about. Like, honestly, along with, you know, reflections on some of the stuff that happened last week with Redfall. Um, we've got showcase news here, there, and everywhere because we're like a month out from Summer Game Fest. And... Maybe a story to make us feel a little bit older than maybe we want to feel. But more on that in a few minutes before we get into all of that. I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how are you feeling, my dear? (laughs) Accomplished. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Joelle, how's it going? I am doing well. Happy to be talking uh, this evening. It'll be a a good show. Excellent. Simon is out again this week. He will be back soon. Let's do some housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designedbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. So yeah, it's been a week. Um, crazy stuff has been happening all around. Catherine, what have you been up to? Um, I'm off this week. Oh, uh, lucky. Yeah, I finished a big thing at work, so I'm taking a week off to reset. Also, for it, HR doesn't call me and be like, you don't use your time off. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm bad millennial, <laughs> always at work. Um, but uh, what I did is on Saturday, I walked all the way down to get entire. Last week, I was talking about how chaotic my um, Amazon orders are. Yep. I feel like Canadian Tire as a store is my Amazon order personified. Like, it's such a weird <laughs> store. Anyway, I, I went to Canadian Tires because I needed two things. Seeds for our garden. Mm-hmm. It's time to be the real Stardew Valley green thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a robot vacuum. Mm. Um, and because the robot vacuum was such like, I figured it's clunky. I'm going to not bring a backpack and I'm not going to do the Canadian Tiger thing where you walk in for like new wipers and maybe some trash bag and you come out with half the store um, because you start walking in the alleys and you're like, oh yeah, I'm out of almost out of laundry detergent and I could get a new cat bed while I'm here oh. and uh, party supplies. Anyway. Yeah. It's like a Target. Is in there now too. We <laughs> yeah. don't have Target in Canada. Well, that's what. You, but you have a Canadian Tire apparently. But, Canadian so. Tire. It's not as cool as Target. <laughs> Target mixed in with Home Depot and oh, an actual factual garage that sells car parts. I'd Tires. never leave. You'd never leave. <laughs> 
And they have food in there too. Oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. They have the, the Costco yeah. like hot dogs or chicken or no, something. No, no, like you buy like you can buy like packing marshmallows to like melt all the fire or like candy or like popcorn or oh like whatever. Gosh. They got like a brand. It's called Frank's, I think. Yeah. And yeah. all the names are putty. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the garbage bag says like Frank uses uh uses garbage language. <laughs> Yeah, it's and you ridiculous. have a little drawing of Frank like as a garbage bag and a little speech bubble with, you know, the cursing. Oh my um, gosh, I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the stuff I have around house are are around my house are Frank's brand because you know I always buy the house brands. The same thing as the name brand is just repackaged, and yeah. also I like puns. So yeah, so um, somehow I walked one kilometer hauling this box. Um, that was very hubris on my part. Also, it was like 22 degrees out. So I was sweating, uh, but I made it home. Don't need to work out my arms at the gym this week. <laughs> um, and unpacked it, set it up, uh, kind of left it there, uh, because on Saturday, Poscat had already vacuumed. So I'm just like, I just pulled it out of the box, set it up today. I was like, all right, today, um, let's do the. The thing where you map the house and whatever, and you know, uh, I got this robot vacuum because a it was uh, one hundred and fifty dollars off. But also, my friend convinced me because she's like, you always complain that you have cat hair, you have allergies, and there's always like litter tracks. Like if you had a robot vacuum, it could just you know like mm-hmm. zip out every day, just kind of like go in the bathroom, pick it up, go back. And I'm like, you know what? capitalism let's do it like we live in a dystopian <laughs> capitalist society might as well get the robot vacuum did you name it as, as its owner not yet i, oh, I just has a name like, in the app it just says cat's vacuum so far but okay. I, I will find i don't know sir sucks a lot i don't know i will find a name for it <laughs> yeah mine's, like- mine's jeeves remember S. oh jeeves. Yeah, oh, yeah like a butler <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm very partial to cinderfella like Cinderella, <laughs> but as a man, yeah. Amazing. Um, I don't know. I could say Hoover. I barely know her. Um, <laughs> uh, no, just name it. I suck. <laughs> but like in the Apple case, like you know, little yeah, eye, ice. big ass. Yeah, ice. yeah, yeah. The, the Apple I suck. Um. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> I sent it out on its journey today. The cat was not happy about it. <laughs> and halfway through, Pascal and I are like, well, let's let it do the thing. And we walked the fuck out to go get brunch. Mm-hmm. And when we came back, you know, it had done its thing. Like it was back in its little thing. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Nice. Freshly back. The cat was traumatized. Oh, no, Dimitri. <laughs> as soon as we walk in, he ran to us fucking yelling (laughs) so and all afternoon he was kind of like sketched out and um kept run like following us everywhere kept yelling and i'm like oh my god maybe we should have stayed like maybe i should have paused the vacuuming and let you know do after like it's done now it is you traumatized it's over now he's traumatized I mean, everybody that has pets told me they eventually like get used to it. Either they, they get they get yeah. out of the way or yeah. they ignore it. Like, I mean, we vacuum once a week because of the fucking cat, and he hates it. He just kind of like yeah moves out of the way, finds a spot to hide. 
So I don't know why he felt the need to like follow it everywhere where when he could do what he did with the regular vacuum is just jump on a table and pretend it doesn't exist. I hope it gets to that point. Um but yeah, got a model that has the uh that has the self emptying thing. Yeah. Um essentially I kinda like ran into some money I didn't think I was gonna have. So I was like, I'm gonna buy the fucking thing. Um and today I was after it had done its little mapping, I was sitting on the couch with the app and being like delimiting my rooms and be and doing my schedules, being like, please do the bathroom every two days and please do the kitchen every night after I cook. And I was just like, this is <laughs> dystopian as fuck. But then you know what? Might as well live. I my love best. the thing. Yeah, it's enjoy, worth it. Enjoy your life. Yeah, it's it's the robot vac is awesome. Yeah. Oh my I, god. I've, I've had it for like two like two days maybe and it's only run once, but I think with time I will really enjoy having a litter free, kitty litter free house and just mm-hmm. not having stuff drag around. Um and I was actually pleasantly surprised how it actually um went under a lot of my furniture that I actually fit under. Um, mm-hmm. maybe it's because I have a lot of like antiques. Um, uh, that's not a flex. I just grabbed whatever my mom was going to throw out and now I have a really nice <laughs> hardwood furniture for free. Um, but like I have an antique dresser in my bedroom and it went underneath. Um, even my Ikea's like we were talking about stories that make us feel old. like the Ikea I bought when I was in university or I guess they're antique-ish. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the shelf life of, years ago. A shelf life of things is short. Because <laughs> yeah, because we moved the TV console, and um, it wasn't. I had kind of like stuck it in a corner. But Pascal was like, "It would be better if it would be in the center of the room." But it's like I realized it's a it's like a corner unit. I'm like, it's not a corner unit. It's just TVs used to have like cathodic TVs used to have the back end. Yeah, it's for the big. It wasn't like, flat. It was for yeah. the the big ass like flat screen TV that had like the big caboose the tubes. I'm like, the tubes. This is yeah. just the, sh- I'm the like, yeah, tube. that's the shape of the TVs that used to be. We can just put it against the wall. It's just our dumb asses have a flat screen panel now on it. But yeah. when we, when I bought the thing, mm-hmm. like we had that old, so Pascal had that old Sony flat, flat screen TV, but it like the screen was flat, but the back was like. Like a pyramid. Yeah. My stuff is so old that it's, like it's made for TVs, like like for old <laughs> tube TVs. Yeah. Um. So CRT yeah, we, monitors. Yeah, but it it has like because it's like old furniture, it has the same clearance, so it could get underneath it and vacuum. And I think it's doing under my furniture better than me with my actual like thing where I try to get it flat and try to mm-hmm. everything. I mean, I don't I don't really bend at the waist when I clean, which I'm sure is my problem. So I bet that like this probably helps a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Just make sure you don't have any cables on the floor. Oh, good call. Yeah. I just sucked up an iPod cable or two oh, no. over the years. Yeah, Are they luckily it didn't break nothing. Yeah, it didn't break nothing, but oh. it could. And yeah, uh, Dimitri will get used to it. Yeah, I have to get my Ethernet cable out of the way. It dragged it around. It didn't rip it or anything because it's also like one of those flat cable that you can walk on it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't get sucked into the thing, but like the wheels kind of like mess it up a it, bit. So. It could though, like it could, and that would damage yeah. your robot and the cable. And then you're just like, damn it! But I need like internet. 
this this flat cable that I bought came with the little uh, little holders that I can nail to the uh, okay. wall, like these little bracket things. So yeah. I'll just like get it around uh, the door, which is something I was supposed to do like eons ago. So I'll finally get to it. Uh, because I'm on vacation this week, uh, I have the plan of deep cleaning my kitchen, but also deep cleaning my office uh, mm. because my mom's going to come sleep over one night um, so that we can hang out in Montreal. She wants to go shopping. Um, so I'll get that done. And it's great cool. because like before she comes, I can tell the robot like, hey, go vacuum my office. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One last one last huzzah right, before no. she gets there. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. exactly. I, I love no, the thing. It's my friend convinced me to get it. She wanted to get one for herself, and she was like, "But for you, it would be perfect, perfect." She can't buy it one right now because she's in between jobs, and I ended up getting it before her, and now she's super jealous. But <laughs> her mom has a Costco card, and they're always pretty affordable. Like they're usually cheaper to buy a Costco than a Canadian Tire. So I'm like, you can sit on it for the summer mm. until you you land that that job of yours but mm. no i am completely sold to uh not having to vacuum ever again i say that but i have to vacuum my furniture once a week because of the fucking yeah. cat yeah but, yeah but it gets better at least it's not as much exactly joel yeah. do you do anything fun this week Ooh, i did i actually went and saw guardians of the galaxy Ooh, what on you think? saturday and oh. did you bring tissues? Oh, I sure did, and I needed them. <laughs> yeah, I heard everybody was, says uh, yeah, everybody very dramatic one. It, it is a tear jerker. They are gonna pull on all the heartstrings. Like, like if you're really invested into the characters of Guardians, they do a really phenomenal job of weaving in a, a lot of their, you know, backstory that we've learned from throughout, you know, all of the Marvel movies. And the resolution I thought was just beautiful and really well done and 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 just a, a deep sense of like peace at the end. But also if you're, you know, someone that is very like my my boyfriend is loves animals and ha you know and he will tear up when we go past signs of like dogs or pets missing. Right mm, on the side mm -hmm. of the road, there's like, have you seen this pet? And he'll mm -hmm. he'll maybe get a little a glisten in his eye. And so this movie will destroy anyone with that sort of demeanor because they go into the backstory of Rocket. And you know, if if you've watched the films, like you understand his backstory is not pleasant. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's what the whole movie is about. And so I I choked up at a, quite a few moments. And so yeah, like you're, I feel like if. I feel like I, I'm. I have like a semi soft heart. I don't cry at a lot of things, but this definitely uh, made me go soft in a lot of spaces, and and it was really well done. And if you're a fan of the movies, I think you'll, I think you'll feel really satisfied and really happy with what they did. Um, I thought it was great. And if you haven't watched the Christmas special that Disney Plus has out, mm. um, I would recommend going and checking it out before seeing the movie. There's some fun okay. Easter eggs and. It's not critical, but it's it's just kind of a fun um, background to know. And, and, and I thought the Christmas special was really fun. So it, it's a good, like, quick uh, hour, I think. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, it, so that was phenomenal. And then it was uh, super nice out on Sunday. And I'm doing a trail run with a colleague, like, through, like, a park, like, up trails yeah. and stuff. 
Um, and so I met her and we did like a walk of the trail so we wouldn't get lost during the race. And I got my first sunburn of the season. Oh. So there you go. I, uh, it was one of those, you know, Minnesota confident moments where it's like, it's sunny. And you kind of forget that you have to wear anything and protect yourself from the sun because you're just excited. And then mm-hmm. I got back and I'm like, well, I'm really tired. And my face is and my neck's real red. And I was like, oh, whoopsie daisy. But so anyway, first burn of the season has happened. White uh, people go outside. Uh, yeah. Story right, yes. in two parts. That's right. But the, I mean, but that's the thing, though. You think you think you're like. Def- like got total defense again. Like I was like that oh, in Mexico. Yeah. I was like, as soon as we got to Mexico, when I was like in the water, got burnt right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, I knew better. I brought so much sunscreen. I just didn't put it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they say: black don't crack, Asian don't raisin. If your skin is white of alabaster, you're not built to last. That's true. <laughs> gonna yeah. be gonna be a tomato, a lobster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a good weekend. <gasps> Yeah, nice. Um, guys, um, this podcast could also be deemed called PuppyCast because uh, we got Puppy. Woo! Yeah, new member Yay! of the Jewardall fam Woo-hoo! is here. He is 11-week-old Yellow Lab, purebred. He is, or his name is, is Gibson, like the guitar. It's adorable. And uh, we got him yesterday, so it's not even, I guess it's about 24 hours now. And uh, he's cute as sin, and it's going to be interesting. Try to go to work tomorrow when I have to put him in his kennel. (laughs) Is is anyone staying home, or is he going to be by himself? Mm, He's going to be by himself for a few hours, so I'm going to come home at lunchtime. And uh, and yeah, see how he fares. But uh, we tried him earlier in it, and uh, and my neighbor said he did not hear him bark, though he was barking. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, should be interesting, but so far so good. You know, I remember, kind of. 10 plus years ago when we got Bowie for the first time and a little bit of what that was like. Um, but I made a lot of mistakes at that time because I didn't know what I was doing because I'd never had a dog before. Now I know better. <laughs> but I'm still breaking some rules that I said I wasn't going to break. Because <laughs> I'm a softie. <laughs> well, that face is so yeah. unbelievable. He's cute. Hard melt. to resist how cute he is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll start hearing barking and things in the podcast again. Um but it's great because uh, I took Friday off because I needed Lou because last week we had a huge event. We had Niall Horn from One Direction um, at an iHeartRadio event. We did special with him. And so I have all this extra time to use. So I have time with him on Friday and I'm going to be playing Zelda, yep. which I'm sure we will all be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's check into the fantasy critic real quick before we get into what everybody's been playing. Let's see. Okay, first off, Girls on Games podcast. I don't think we've had too much change here because I don't think anything came out. So I don't. Yeah. Well, did anybody have Redfall? Did anybody pick that up? Uh, I did. No, I don't think any of us had Redfall on their list. Um. So yeah, it's still number one is Joel. I'm in second. Cats in third. Simon's in fourth. I don't. Th- I don't think anybody picked up any games or anything. Ooh, May 6th. Yeah, I dropped Suicide Squad. You (laughs) did. That's what happened, and I managed to do it. Yeah, You did. Last week was such a blur. That's just what I'm saying. Um, And then in our community, I feel like everything has been exactly the same. Um, I'm just trying to see if anybody picked up something like like Redfall um, that was new that changed. 
Do, do, do. No, I don't see anything here in my first glance. Obviously, we have a lot more in our our group. Oh, I had picked up Redfall. I got minus 10 points. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my Redfall. Okay. Um, and then RGM Studios on May 6th picked up humanity with a bit of two bucks man i need to go buy some games because like in the community one i'm now in second last it's only tim that's beating me in last now well so but it's, Le- it's a race for the finish for me and tim no girl <laughs> if you look at your june though you have diablo 4 which is gonna be i'm gonna need it that's gonna, gonna be amazing it. and you also I'm- have you have uh f1 Oh yeah, I do. You got some. You got some horses in this race yet? Yeah, and I also have a lot of emptiness, so I definitely need to pick some stuff up. I so. don't think uh, a part. And when we talk about this later, I think there's going to be some really great announcements coming in the next couple mm-hmm. months. So I think yeah. there's going to be a swell of activity. But I don't yeah. think you're out of it yet. I'm not out of it yet. No. This is a long game here we're playing. That's right. Everybody went and filled up their playing cards really quickly and started picking everything. I'm playing the long game so I can get all the juicy ones. That's at the right. End. For cheap, too, because we'll have no money left. For cheap. <sighs> yeah. All I right, mean, let's talk about what everybody's been playing. And Catherine, how do you feel? Are you lighter? I, I, I did it. It took me 100 <laughs> plus hours, but I, I finished Persona. I figured at the last minute, like I said last week, like, during the last semester, when all of your characters that you maxed out come to you and say, like, hey, I want to talk to you, you should talk to them. Um, it gives them an even stronger persona instead of grinding the other relationships that you're not going to have a ch- chance to finish before then. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm never playing this fucking game again. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You know it's- how it ends. <laughs> I know how it ends. I think I got the good ending question mark is apparently there's multiple types of endings um 100 plus hours exactly what you want to play so ign put out a list of yeah. the longest yes. games ever yes. just when we were saying you were doing that i shared it in our discord yes. and number one was persona it's like persona 5 monster hunter and yeah. like somewhere in the list yes. there's like dragon quest i think it's called uh, a jrpg anyway it's basically just a bunch of jrpgs it, well, i'm yeah. just like yeah tracks feel the pain (laughs) Uh, your cells have regenerated so many times while playing this game like you're literally a new person because exactly yeah exactly uh but also i did take breaks and i i wasn't uh i had weeks where i could barely play but yeah i finished on uh saturday i want to say saturday or sunday i don't know um but yeah yeah, I did the last boss. Yeah, I did the last boss fight on Saturday, and at one point I was like, "Man, it's late." Um, and I finished yesterday. I I just collected the rest of the story. At one point, you had like a point where you can save. Yeah. Um, and then you finish the story. Um, yeah. and then I did my cleared save data. So if ever, I don't know. I don't think I'll replay it ever again, but at least I don't know. If what? Pascal no, gets plus? Dr- if Pascal hurts his head and he's like, I want to play Persona 5, you can use my clear save data, my guy. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, because um, it's not his type of game. He's going to, he's not going to play Persona. Um, it's too mainstream and straightforward. Um, but yeah, no, it is over. You're done. 
I'm ready for Zelda. I bought the vouchers. I used one of the vouchers for Zelda. And then I don't know what I'll do with the second voucher. I'm thinking e possibly Fire Emblem, but uh, I'm on a quote-unquote JRPG break. Like, I know Legend of Zelda is made in Japan, but when I say JRPG, I mean with all the tropes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, really, like, and Fire mm -hmm. Emblem falls in that category, so mm -hmm. I'll see, or I'll use it for a Pokemon game. I don't. I got a year to figure it out. Maybe by then they'll announce like a new Ma Mario that I can pre-order mm -hmm. or something. Uh, like, yeah, I think that they will do that. Honestly, I like I think this, <laughs> I wouldn't pa pass them this summer that they announced. I agree. Like, yeah, that their yeah. next big release is a Mario title. Yep. Yep. Uh, Zelda's out, and they're yep. just like, "Oh, the Zelda stuff! Here's the DLC coming!" And then yep. yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're due for yep. an Odyssey type release." Yep. If not, I could. I don't. I haven't picked up Mario Kart Eight on the Switch so far, so maybe it's because I got the courage. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I also haven't played a lot since. Uh, I used to play a lot on the Wii U. So have you played know, Bowser's Fury? Have you played that one yet? That was fun. That was no, fun. No, no, that's that the short. extra. That was the extra DLC when they did when they ported the Mario with the cat suit. Yeah, yeah. Mario Super 3D World. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. So that I, was a good game too. That was a good yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. If you are looking to scratch that, I would. Yeah, Bowser's Fury was fun. Mm -hmm. But and Pikmin's uh, coming. If you're into Pikmin, that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I I played the one on Wii U. It was good, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll see. Um, Pascal wanted to play Octopath Traveler 2, so if oh, it eventually I, yeah. gets added to the voucher list, I can use it. I think it, it is. I'm it's pretty sure it there. is. Oh, really? I thought I saw it on the list, and I almost bought that not too long ago is before I was one? going to Mexico. I, it might be the the previous one, but the, the, the Octopath Traveler 2 was not in there. Oh, oh maybe because it's not a Nintendo It's not a first game. party. There are it's Sega... It's a Square, Square Enix game. There are, like, Square Enix games in the list. I think like triangle strategies in there, but I think maybe they that's what I saw, and I just went. Yeah, but mm. I think it it seems like the the Square Enix games that are like multi platform, like let's say Octopath Traveler, don't mm. seem to be in the list for vouchers. It seems to be like Nintendo, like a uh, Switch platform exclusive. But at least they add like all the the good like the first parties. Like if ever. I was thinking maybe the one of the Kirby games, but I think what happens is I'll at one point I'll open the store and I'll be like, I want to play this and just use the voucher. Because in the end, because uh Tears of the Kingdom is a hundred Canadian dollars. It's worth it. Uh, yeah, the vouchers are like 150. It's 130 something and then plus tax. So can so, yeah. I just I'm in the page now. Uh Triangle Strategy is there and Bravely Default too. Okay, no, it's Octopath. So then there you go. There, uh, oh, it's Octopath? Uh, Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler 1 is there. There you go. Uh, right. He finished it already. <clears throat> yeah, two. that's all that's there. But it may come at some it point. May you never come. know. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried because like, I think after taxes, I paid like, somewhere a hundred, like $150 for the mm -hmm. vouchers. So it comes it's like $40 off when you buy two games, but it yeah, might be more it. because Tears of the Kingdom is actually $10 more expensive than most. 
mm-hmm. on the Nintendo releases. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was like, some are less though. Some are less. Like the Live Alive is sixty four, and we're talking eighty dollars. Most are seventy nine ninety nine. Most There's are like one, Nintendo one first party releases. Yeah. yeah. Most are Nintendo first party releases, and we know that those never go down in price with time. Right. Very rarely. Very, very rare. I like Mario Odyssey is still like yep. a full well, on seventy nine Canadian, seventy nine no. ninety nine Canadian. The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening is still seventy nine ninety nine. Yep. Yes, I played that like. Yep, I played that before COVID they when I was care. coming back from Vegas in twenty nineteen. Is care. that really? Yeah, it came out in twenty nineteen. They want your money. They don't care. They really want yeah. your money. Pokemon Eevee Let's Go came out in twenty eighteen and seventy nine dollars. I mean, that's honestly what's been gaining me from picking up a Pokemon game. I'm just like, well, damn. Like, I know the, the price one, tag is high. One. Two switch is sixty four ninety nine. It's gosh. seven years old and it's a like a game demo showing you Whoa. the switch controllers. Also, Arms is seventy nine ninety nine. There's another game that shouldn't be. Arms, Oof, is? I didn't like that game. Yo. That arm was terrible. I did not no. like that game. Anyways, that. but nonetheless, when you do want to pick up Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, the game vouchers are worth it. Because, yeah. yeah, it's like saving 30, 40 yeah. bucks on a game, well, which, you know, I can use the 30, 40 bucks. And like, honestly, a part of me is like, I want to buy Zelda. And then I, I mean, and if there's a new Mario, I'm a simp and I'm going to buy the new Mario. But I kind of don't want to buy another game for my Switch until a new console comes out. Yeah, like, but the games are going to carry over. I know, sure. but I just, I want the new hardware. So I'm just like, I guess that nah, is a good point. The we're going to be waiting a long ass time. You don't think they're yeah. going to announce one next year? 24? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know with Nintendo anymore. Every time I think for like XYZ yeah. reasons, like the stars are aligning oh. and it makes total sense and this, that, and the other thing, and then they're like, nope, you're just going to play this on your day one Switch. Oh my gosh. I'm Maybe yeah. my expectations are too high, but I'm just like, give me my new Switch Nintendo for next year. I want it. Yeah. This elder millennial wants her toys. Give it to me. Yes. Yes. I, I'd be down for them just like doing an upgraded dock that soups up the regular day, the regular switch a bit more. I would buy that for like a reduced price instead of buying a whole new console. Um, mm. Actually, never mind. Fuck the new console. Fix the drift. Well, yeah. <laughs> fix the Joy Cons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fix the Joy Cons. Right. Seriously. Joel, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm still in uh, Jedi Survivor. I oh. think I'm about halfway through from what I can tell on like a, you know, chapter review. I haven't gone through and looked, but I think I'm about halfway. Um, and it's been it's been good. Although uh, I I feel like this time the motion sickness feels worse than the first one for me. Really? Yes. And I have tried to turn off all of the usual settings that I do, like film grain and, and sway and like all the other stuff. And I even, man, I don't, I'm so embarrassed. They have a motion sickness, like gauge that you can turn on in the accessibility uh, settings. And it's this little white dot that occurs right in the middle of the screen. It's to help with, you know, horizon line. So you can orient okay. yourself to the horizon line. Okay. And it just, it's there all the time. It's there through cutscenes. It's, <laughs> It's this little white dot, and I turn that sucker on, and 
I mean, I'm like, yep, I'm playing this with a little white dot. I don't know if it does much, but I've even turned that on. And there are still moments where I'm like, I have to walk away from, I have to put this down because I'm getting so nauseous. And I think a part of it is like, anytime you move Cal and then you stop moving, the camera does this like motion sway or it'll like zoom in. And then when you move, it'll like zoom out slightly. So the camera view is like always in motion. And like that would do it. And I'm that's, just and I'm like, why? That's what can't got me in heart. Yeah. Heart chip. What was a hard spaceship breaker that the fact that like yes. I would want to stop, but everything else would still move. And yes. it was like turning my gut. I know. And I'm like, why can't I turn this off? And like, I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking back, you know, I was just playing Horizon and the camera doesn't do that in Horizon. Like, it's just steady. And then like, you know, Aloy moves. But with this one, the camera is like always moving and orienting itself. And oh, oh like, oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll, I'll try to keep messing with it. I've even like zoomed out as much as I could because you can control how close you are to Cal, your view. Oh, that's kind of a nice feature. It is a nice. I oh, know there's some really great accessibility features. So I've tried to play around to like try to make it as like wide as possible. So I'm not so close on him. And I think that has helped a little bit. But I'm still I'm still struggling a little bit. I'm like, oh, no. Um, but the game is really fun. Uh, I'm enjoying the new features. Uh, the graphics are, are the graphics have gotten better with the updates for sure. I'm still dropping a few frames when you're entering in and like a really, really wide area and everything's, you know, um, spawning in and everything. But um, but but it is uh, it's a good time and I'm excited for uh, the rest of the story. And I I'm hopeful to finish it. Before Saturday, I'm going to stay up late or, uh, and play it. And then before work, I will turn it on and play before work because I, I really want to finish it before I get into to Zelda. And I think I'll be able to do that. Um, but, yeah. that's Yeah, I think playing. we're all in the same boat trying to power yeah. through the games we have now because we know Zelda's <laughs> going to take over our lives, getting our <laughs> bodies ready, preparing. Yes, preparing. Um, so I'm still playing through Roots of Pasha. That's going, but I did take a break because I played Redfall as much as I wanted to play Redfall. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I was really highly anticipating this game. As you can see, I put it in my list on the, on the, one of the, 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 the community Rex. drafts. Um, in theory, all the stuff that they pitched us. Um, I remember being at the fan fat Xbox fan fest here in Toronto and everything they had pitched to me spoke to me because like, I like vampires as monsters when I read a lot of fantasy romance novels and oftentimes they're involving vampires <laughs> and then, you know, like just twilight and Dracula and interview with vampire and, you know, all this kind of stuff that we enjoy, um, you know, uh, queen of the damned mm-hmm. really enjoyed all that. I was like, so yeah. It's not very often we get vampires in a video game. Instead, we get zombies or aliens or something else creature, right? But yeah, unfortunately, this game just doesn't cut it. Like, it's just not what I want. I feel like it's just not done. Um, So maybe if you really want me to get into the weeds and kind of thoughts on stuff um, for the Xbox uh, passports the show that steve and i do we did do uh almost like a post-mortem of the game we called it what happened to redfall because mm-hmm. where we only you know like the news started really breaking when reviews started breaking 
I think they started releasing 11 p.m. the night before the game came out. I didn't even get a chance to play the game until the Wednesday after like came out on Tuesday, play Wednesday, because that was our Nile Horn event. So I was like worked like 16 hours straight. So when I did finally get into it and I already had an idea of what was going on, um, you know, and I had I was I was actively looking for certain things. And uh, and yeah, so I wasn't super happy with it. And Steve and I got to sit down with Paris Lily. Um, Paris is part of the Xbox or the um, kind of funny um, podcast that it's called the X cast where they cover Xbox stuff. And it just so happened that their episode where they had lined up to talk to Phil Spencer, head of Xbox um, was the Wednesday after everything happened uh, with Redfall coming out and then the Activision block from the UK. And then they released that on Thursday. And so Steve and I got to watch all of that and kind of see what was coming out of it. And then we were speaking, we had already planned to talk to Paris about this game. And then we had just conveniently booked the time to speak with him on Friday. And yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting conversation. It does feel like a postmortem because we do speak a little bit towards, you know, what Paris, what it was like for them to have, do this interview. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cause <laughs> kind of, you know, not an easy position to be put into to do an interview when usually when we talk about these things, it's usually happy, go lucky. Everybody's excited about something. And then just a rough week for the, for, for the, for, for the poor for folks over at Xbox. I can't even talk anymore. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to go deep in it, I definitely recommend go listening to that because great conversation. Um, and I think we were as as, you know, motivational and understanding about how this came to be as possible. It's not not one person's fault. It's not. It's just like the series of dominoes that felt and uh, fell at and created a big storm of not great. So mm -hmm. it's one of those yeah. where it's it's too bad. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. it just came at a crappy time for, for everything else happening in the news. So I feel for the folks over at Arkham or not Arkham Arcane. Um, I feel for the Xbox folks that are dealing with that because, yeah, it's a it's a rough time to be an Xbox fan right now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's one bad release. It can happen yeah. to everyone. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, PlayStation got one recently with. Uh, oh, God, what is it called? Um, the magician girl from Brooklyn. Oh, Forspoken. Oh, Forspoken. yeah. Forspoken didn't yeah. go over great. No. And I mean, like, even just the release of Jedi Survivor yep. was marred with problems for the PC release. Like, yep. stuff's gonna happen, but I, I think that theirs was a little bit more like the Forspoken one, where it's just like, it just didn't come to fruition the way they wanted it to with the series events that not everybody could have foreseen or understood. Um, well, and there was so, yeah. so much pressure, right? Like, yeah. there was so much pressure to deliver, and with Arcane in the mix and all, and just the hype around it, like it, it, it just is a big hit. But also, it, it seems like they're doing a lot of like taking responsibility, understanding mm. what they need to do next, like learning the lessons that need to be learned. Um, and and I, I mean, unfortunately, there's going to be even more eyes on the next releases that are coming out. So hopefully, they can take some of these and move forward and. You know, mm -hmm. I also think, too, that in some ways, like, gamers, you know, one next hit and it's going to feel great again. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a media thing. It's an entertainment thing. It's that the hit might feel bad in the moment, but the next great thing will come and 
the memories are short. So. Yeah. And as long as, you know, Kat, you and I have been doing this, like, we never have we ever wished ill will on a game developer. We want all the games yeah. to be good. Yeah. We want everything to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it just sucks when stuff like that happens. And, you know, some things are just going to be a miss. Well, you can't win everything, right? Like, it's just, no. it's not possible. It's it's definitely not possible. And so yeah. to, I, I think they're doing the right thing by saying this, this we know we understand what, what happened and. And we're going to move on. And I think that's. Yeah. And and not every game is for everybody, like we've no. always said. And I mean, that's one thing that's beautiful about an Xbox Game Pass is I don't in, in playing it. I don't feel like I. Yeah, I lost a little bit of time, but I didn't lose tons of money. You know, I mean, yeah. it's the same with any a lot of the games like the games that I can't play because I get motion sickness or the games I'm just not interested because in it's not my thing or whatever. That's the point is I can go in and just try something and with no real repercussions outside of waiting for a download to happen, right? Yeah, and, like, how many people are really unsubscribing from Game Pass because of this? Like, what kind of... I mean, there's going to be, you know, negative press, but it's also, like, what what harm is this really done? And I don't I don't know, like, if it's going to be a huge... I, I don't yeah, know. there were some pretty interesting points that he talked about in the... Uh, Phil Spencer talked about in the kind of funny interview. Um, one of them being, and I... That everybody's kind of taking the wrong way, but I think it's actually more fascinating. I mentioned it in the in the the passport podcast too. He mentioned about how you know where they lost the last generation that was probably the worst generation to lose because it was the point when everybody started building their digital libraries. So people don't want to abandon that now, right? As they move forward in the games that they're trying to play and the consoles that they're they're sticking with, and. He also mentioned that. So their thing is like as many good games as we put out, how like it's it's a trying to go up like Mount Olympus, trying to get uh, to beat PlayStation or beat Nintendo. So they're pivoting and deciding to go service based instead, which I think is fascinating Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of the technology that we use on everyday life does like look at Apple music, look at Spotify, look at Adobe with the creative suite where you got to, you don't don't look at Adobe though. (laughs) No, but they don't, you know what I'm saying? You're buying a subscription. You're no longer, you're no longer buying one programming, having like, they got you on for the long haul. Like, I just think that that's fascinating that they've looked at their stuff and said, okay, well, if we're not going to win this way, how, what could we do different? Everybody's obviously taking that as the bad way, but like, I'm just looking at it as like, that's a very interesting and forward way, forward thinking way of approaching a situation that is pr- gotta be, feel pretty rough when they go up to their, you know, and they talk to their, their heads and their CEOs yeah. and whatever and try to justify what they're doing. Right. So I don't think so. I mean, I mean, they might feel extra wounded just because of the acquisition, not, like you know that 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 doesn't also feel good like they're kind of being kicked while they're down a bit which is unfortunate but there is you know charting a course for the future with games as service and like making that space i feel like is going to be more accessible to people because people that like don't own a console you know they're trying to figure out and they'll ask me like what should i do and i'm like what kind of games do you play and they might list some things like what is your budget and it's like well if you're not into nintendo you know, if, not, if you want to be locked into a console, I'm like, you're going to want to do Game Pass. And like, if you don't want to buy a console, but you have a PC or you have an iPad, like, mm. then you want to do Game Pass. And so actually, a lot of times, a, you know, like a 
low budget type of entry point if they don't want to lock themselves into Sony or Nintendo. I just say Game Pass, like try it out, see what you think of this. And if you can find Mm -hmm. out what games you like, then maybe research getting into a PS5 or seeing if you want to play, you know, Nintendo specific IPs. But I'm just like, you know, I, I think it's a great entry point and I think we're probably like the I don't know. I don't see it as negative at all. I think it's a really mm. wise move. Like when you know, like the competition is so up here and you can't get there, yeah. then create a new route. Like create a yeah. new yeah. niche. Forge so, a new path. That's yeah. right. We, we just spoke about how expensive Nintendo games are and they're fucking that's, seven years, eight right. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the heck? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, honestly. And I, I think it's good that they're forging these new paths in gaming because it it can't be this gilded cage forever. Uh, I mean, if you want it, you know, capitalism calls for constant permanent growth. If you can't reach new audiences because you're locked on expend like on specific closed off and expensive and hard to get hardware yep. mm. versus like it, the rest of the world, which is like mostly mobile game. Or free-to-play PC games that don't require a big PC to run. Yep. Like the Genshin impacts of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta... Like, yeah, you gotta turn to something else other than just kind of like, you know, they're gonna buy these big graphic cards and they're gonna spend $100 per game. is not gonna happen with infinite growth. And it's... You're gonna be... Yeah, you're going to have to realize that gaming is like everything else. There's a premium tier, then there's the accessible tier, and then there's the low budget, everybody can get in tier like Candy Crush and Genshin Impact and, you know, Fortnite. Um, they're making their money as other other ways, right? Yeah. Like, they're, oh, yeah. that's they're doing, right? And so- I, I want, like, what I want for Xbox and for Game Pass is for them to be their in into making single player experiences that don't need monetization because Mm. they're basically creating it as their strategy to build content for their service. Mm -hmm. Right. Redfall is a dud, whatever. Um, Starfield might not be a dud. The next elder we're, I'm going to list Bethesda game because this is what we're basically talking about. The acquisition of, Forza too, right? And Bethesda, yeah. yeah, The Bethesda games that are coming. Yeah, Yeah, because Redfall is Arcane, is a Bethesda studio. It's a Bethesda studio. Yes. So, like, this is, like, about, like, Bethesda as a whole joining Microsoft and Redfall kind of suffering from maybe that transition period um, and that acquisition. Um, But, you know, it's going to happen, but... Bethesda has other great things in their catalog that can come make them come back from this mm-hmm. and keep feeding what Xbox Watch was is f- keep feeding good games to Game Pass. And with single player game, what you want is for them to be good enough that people play them for years to come. Yep. There's a reason why they kept putting Skyrim back out. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just like the kind of thing that it's like, you know, five years down the line. Oh, you've never played Skyrim. Oh, it is a classic. Maybe I should look into it. That's why like games have the like the Witcher 3 have long shelf life. This one won't. <laughs> this one is just going to crash and burn. But there's like this. I have this hope because like Deathloop did OK. Deathloop was 
Yeah, Good. different uh, different part of Arcane though. But that was yeah. Arcane Leon. This is Arcane Austin. Austin. Yeah, and yeah, they made Prey last, which I guess has more of a cult following. Didn't do as good as they anticipated, but this was like a whole new genre that they were trying. Like they, they took a shot in the dark and wanted to try something. Right. And like, I don't think they should be penalized and the the vitriol that's on the internet about it shouldn't be that. It's like, it didn't work. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, that's all you can do, you know? And like, we've seen games that they can pull it out of the ashes, like cyberpunk and like, even though still I haven't played cyberpunk, I'm still hurting on that one. Um, cyberpunk and, uh, and no man's sky, but I don't know. Do they want to go through that effort or would they rather just take the learnings and try something else? They, they like, yeah, they can take, take the L take that loss <laughs> and, and learn from it. And I think like, that's what Phil Spencer was saying is like, we, we learned something mm-hmm. and Microsoft took their part of the blame in it. Like, yeah. It was mm-hmm. a transition period. We didn't know what to do with some of the projects that were like already halfway through. Um, and at one point, like maybe it was too late by the point, like the game was soon to ship and they're like, just ship it. We'll just. Well, they're internal because they do mock reviews. Their internal mock reviews said that it was good. So you got, you know, like there's, there's multiple fault points in the system. It's like, cause also too, they put out hi-fi rush earlier in the year yeah, mm-hmm. and that shadow dropped and did great. And everybody was rant, ranting and raving about that one. So yeah, it's no one really knows on our, you know, like on our side, our, our armchair game devs, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody really knows. And looking at these business things and looking at how these ginormous companies work and going and having, you know, knowledge of what it's like to live through an acquisition and like all that kind of stuff. It could have been anything, but like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a crappy week, I guess for the Xbox team. And, and you know, they're just going to have to take their L and move forward, but then some banger will come out and everything will be fine. And there's a lot of year left. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, we're near what would be E3. Like we're getting near like the summer games fest and what would be E3 that new cycle. And I know there's going to be a lot of stuff in there for all the platforms um, so that they, everybody can get their W's. But yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of thing, Redfall is a blip. Yeah. Catherine, are you like the queen of transitions right now? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to get into talking about all these events that are happening right after this break. And we're back and it's time to talk news. And a lot of that news has to do with events that are upcoming. We may not have an official E3, but that doesn't mean that June's not going to be full of video game conferences. Catherine, what do you got? So speaking of Xbox and uh, Bethesda uh, and Starfield... Xbox announced their showcase on June 11th, as well as a Starfield Direct. Ooh. Uh, the following? Like, right after? So I think yeah, it's I think like, right after. Yeah, yeah. Xbox showcase starts June 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and then it will get closed immediately following the Xbox game showcase. Yes, is the Starfield Direct to show... So we're getting the announcement for uh, the Summer Game Fest slash not E3 uh, (laughs) uh, conferences. So 
the schedule that we know so far, Xbox Game Showcase on June 11th, PC Gaming Show on June 11th as well, Ubisoft Forward on June 12th, Gamescom Opening Night Live is August 22nd, and then all the summer Game Fest is like the official launch of Summer Game Fest is on June 8th. But I don't it's, think it, I don't think ahead, they announced what they're going to have in that. No, and they probably won't talk too much about it yet. They'll probably kind of drag it out over the next few weeks because it is only a few weeks away. Um, yep. What's interesting, though, is this year, it doesn't look like there's a Canadian Xbox Fan Fest, which I'm kind of sad about because it was fun going to that this year or last year. It was nice. It was like my first time post-COVID to really see any of my video game peeps here in Toronto. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't look like there's anything happening. Unless they announce something. I don't know. Something could come in the next few weeks. But I would have thought that they would have announced it again. um, Which is too bad. But it is what it is. Maybe maybe later. um, They'll announce it. Yeah. Maybe now that the showcase is out, all of those like smaller stuff will, will come out. But that was, a, it was essentially just like a get together in a theater for all of us to watch the showcase yeah. as it went off. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You know, maybe, I guess we'll see. But yeah. But yeah. Um, so every year, top June is top loaded with the E3 quote unquote stuff. Now it's yeah. Summer Games Fest. And, f- Closes the summer in August with Gamescom, which is the one in Europe, and Gamescom Live is August 22nd. Uh, Yeah, still waiting on Nintendo. Oh, man. And PlayStation. Well, Joel, you got a story here about Sony, right? I do, I do. I uh, was scouring the internets for news, and I came across um, a few different um, rumors that Sony was likely to have a showcase uh, coming up soon. And there uh, was a uh, journalist who, uh, Jeff Grubb, who did leak that he was pretty sure that there was going to be a showcase the week of May 25th. And that was confirmed by a former industry member, uh, Shinobi602. Um, and so there's kind of these details swirling around and creating this like tornado of truth that we're probably going to have a Sony um, showcase happening at the end of May. Uh, and so a lot of people are really, you know, thinking that Spider-Man 2 is is going to be, you know, amongst the the big reveals. And so I think we're going to get into a lot of uh, new drops that are going to come out for the rest of the year, I think. So... Good for my fantasy critic. That's right. <laughs> yes. Get your wallets ready. Yeah, my digital online wallet ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I can't believe we're already here. We are. We're like a month out from all of this. Mm-hmm. Like this year has flown by. I mean, we know because there's just been like game after game after game, as I've said every week. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting year, sans E3, and uh, though still the festivities continue. Whether or not Nintendo decides to uh, do some kind of direct is going to be interesting too. We'll have to wait and see. I would imagine they're going to do something post-Zelda, but I don't know if it's going to be around any of this time. You know, I I would say they'd want to steer clear of all of it. They do what they want. Which Chelsea 
They do. They do do what they, they do want. what they want. Yeah, I mean, I know going to Nintendo. Yeah, maybe since E3 canceled, they're like, whatever. We'll talk to like in September. Who gives a shit? Time is. <laughs> I I would have time to. Is, I don't know. Like I, I would think like okay, if you're looking at a holiday release, like when is the latest you would want to see something for holiday release? Yeah, probably like end of August, early yeah. September, because like we we usually get like reveals at Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah. And holiday release is usually prepared to come out, especially if they're aiming for holiday sales for Black Friday. Right. November. Or at least just before, right? Yeah. And hmm. kids need to make their Christmas lists and mm-hmm. people need to go shopping. And stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. Nintendo announces games that are often like six months out for re- from release. Like I, I know for, for Zelda, mm. they did the teaser and then they push it back and things like that. Like just because they were like, yes, we're working on it hold your like hold your tits but like a lot of like the reveals like kirby it's like yeah we're we made this look at this footage cool see it's out in like four months um that's true i mean we still got uh pikmin coming i mean Mm -hmm. that's a pretty big one there's no date on that yet um i'm trying to see here uh of course you know that's coming Oxen Free 2 is Noah's Pikmin 4. Hogwarts Legacy is supposed to come. Minico's Night Market is technically them. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley moving out. Nothing super huge here. I'm just scrolling through. Fantasy Life. I need that. Uh, Metroid Prime 4. Datus TBD. Um, Yokai Watch 4. Like, there's there's stuff there. Um, I'd say Pikmin is probably the big one. That right we know now, about. right now, but I feel that yeah, I feel like we're we're we should be getting some. Are we due for like another Splatoon or something? I think we're we talked about this pre pod, but I, we're due for another Mario. I Mario, think. yeah, yeah. I mean the the latest like Mario releases we've seen are it's things like Party or Strikers. Yep. Like Mario Strikers, a great game. Mario Golf also is a great game, but it's not like a. Mario. Yep. Splatoon 3 came out September 8th, 2022. So we're good for a while. We're good for a bit. Okay. All right. Now, before we close out the show, Joelle brought us a story that just makes me feel old. (laughs) Joelle, why are you doing this to us? It's bad enough. I I mean, come on. I, I thought, okay, you know what? If you're gonna go home, Right, to your childhood bedroom, and you got to dig out some collectibles that you think might be worth something, this is the Mm -hmm. time to do it, because there was a binder of extremely rare Pokemon cards that showed up for appraisal on Antiques Roadshow. (laughs) You know, it's not just about your mom's china and ancient silver. We are now ushering in collectibles uh from the elder millennials and um i thought i just thought this was you know i want to give a shout out if people have you know buried gold in their childhood bedrooms why not try to try to grab it out so um the seller bought a binder of 150 original trading cards some of them were from her mother's collection in the 1990s and so the appraiser uh, let me just find his name, who's Travis Landry. 
uh, took it very seriously. And the YouTube video is actually really um, quite educational. So again, you might be able to watch it. And if you have some of these, you might uh, could get yourself a little bit of uh, money. And so the binder, like I said, included 150 cards. And some of them, he, oh, sorry, the, the, the woman who had the collection, uh, she had a rare, like, borderless Mewtwo. Uh, oh, fuck. That she, that the, the praiser Landry said would, could, could get about $800. Oh, Just for that fuck. one card. And so, uh, altogether. I heard about that card. The binder, oh. let's see here. Uh, so, Late last year, he said the whole thing could have sold as much as for $15,000 at the height of Pokemania during the pandemic. And he thinks that by today's standards, it, stood, could, it still could be worth as much as ten grand by a conservative estimate. So you're no, welcome. I'm- you are welcome. <laughs> Rub some Bengay on your knees and get out your knitting needles and go go search for gold in your childhood bins. And, you know, if you want to throw a little money towards, you know, the podcast for tipping you off, give us a Kofi and, and help us out. But I'm just saying, like, uh, it was a really interesting article. <laughs> um, it, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, the Pokemon card craze is not over. Like, Mm-mm. it's still in full swing. Um, but it was it was a pretty fun uh, article to, to read through. But yeah, we old. <laughs> I just remember watching antiques roadshow with my grandma and like some person bringing in this old lamp or something they would give this this huge story about you know why this is important if it is this certain lamp made by this certain person during this certain time with this special inks and all this kind of stuff and the paint and things like that and i can only imagine now because obviously i haven't watched this video yet this guy kind of like walking through the importance of this borderless Mewtwo card, mm. right? And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> in his it. in his fade his fade cut and his full millennial beard and his cool like cartoon anime uh, button up I'm, and I'm, yep. I'm sorry, but the, the lady selling like she screams elder millennial like she's oh, wearing yeah. the skinny jean. Yep. Oh, the she's weird awesome. scoop <laughs> oh, yeah. with the pocket. Yep. She's got like the completely grown out ombre. Yeah. Everything about like just a thumbnail of this video c- screams just a bunch of people that remember uh-huh. um that remember like uh the Y2K craze. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm gonna call home and ask my mom if she knows what happened to all my brother's Pokemon cards. That's right. You know, forget the beanie babies. Try to see if you yeah. can snatch. Oh my yeah. god, the beanie babies. Snatch, yeah. snatch oh my something god. worth, worth value. something someday, mom. I swear. Oh, man. No, that that Get the one little tag. caps to put over the tag. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think pogs also. Oh, oh my I god, love the pogs. That tag. Oh but oh. apparently, Pokemon card. Those are the shit. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon is the gift that just keeps on giving. It, sure it doesn't matter how old or young you are. Nope. It's just magical. Yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've had um, the unfortunate conversation of like talking about like Pokemon. And I was like, oh, my favorite is Squirtle because he was my first starter. And people were like, oh, when you played like the reissued like Pokemon Blue. I'm like, <laughs> no, when I played Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy <laughs> in 1998 when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> like Pokemon I, came out on my birthday. <laughs> I, I got it as a I, know, I was obviously birthday. a little bit older, but it's the same birthday. 
I got it as a belated birthday gift. And then I realized, like, I am a good 10 years older than everybody else in this room. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, and thank God now that we have the internet and we can just watch the YouTube shorts of things that are relevant to us. And we don't have to sit and uh, look through Oriental rugs or, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching the Oriental rugs. I liked knowing where that tea set came from and why it was important from some dynasty long, long ago. I mean, sometimes, Call yeah, me old. like they, they, you watch that and they tell you about like some serial number or whatnot. And like I walked over like some of the old knickknacks my grandma had, like turn it over and be like, nope, sorry, grandma. <laughs> no luck. Or sometimes it was like, yo, that's actually worth something. It's Ooh. just knowing that like, all right, I'm not going to like drop that thing off at like a Goodwill yeah. or a Renaissance or like, you know, yeah. Facebook marketplace. Village of Valor, Value Village. Exactly. Like yeah. my mom did a big job of like taking photos of a lot of like the stuff my grandma had and basically sent the photo to an antique appraiser like out in the United States. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah she paid for an online appraisal, got an idea of what was like basically worthless and what was worse stuff. Yeah. Um, and like a, a a window. I think there was one piece the man was like, I'm buying this. Like, please let me buy this. Everything else she kind of put on eBay and got a bit of money for it. Um, Because, yeah, sometimes you're just stuck in this like, is this like, I don't want to keep it. Right. Like, I have no sentimental value. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom needed to downsize mm-hmm. because she was moving from a big house and moving to a small apartment in Montreal. Um. She was like, I have no sentimental value for this. And so she just took a bunch of photos. I think she paid like, I don't know how much she paid the man, like, but a couple of hundred bucks US. And out of that, she got her money's worth because I think she made like a couple of thousands. Yeah, great. Selling that stuff. But like also to people that want it and will appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. That's the key, right? Yep. All right, folks, I think that closes out this episode for this week. As always, I'd like to invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned this episode, including the video about the Pokemon cards on the Antique Roadshow. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kat, for always doing that for us. Much appreciated. Um, if you have the power to rate and review podcasts on the podcasting platform where you are consuming this content, it would be much appreciated if you could do so. Why? It helps with discovery, moves us up in the rankings, and also, too, we appreciate all the comments because it helps us build this show. As always, I want to thank the crew for being on the show with me this week and talking video games and all that fun stuff. This is a chance for them to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online. Catherine, where can folks find you? Uh, for a cat, for a video of my cat being terrorized by the Roomba, uh, you can look up CSDSBINSCSWA on Twitter and Instagram. It's also in the Girls on Games Discord, of course, mm, in the excellent. pets channel. Joelle, how about you? People can find me on Instagram at Joelle Lauren 87 and then on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy, but all day, every day, posting on the Girls on Games Discord. Come and say hello. And if you want to be inundated very shortly by tons of photos of uh, a really cute little yellow lab, you can come to my social media accounts. I'm Leah Jew or most social media platforms. There are uh, a photo or two and a cute little video of uh, Gibson up there already. And uh, definitely more to come because I've only had him 
a day and a bit now. If so you, uh, if your social prepared. media accounts don't become like Gibson stand accounts, like I don't. Then want what are it. you doing? <laughs> what are you like? Doing? I'm exactly. following you. Everybody's like, are you going to open up a social media account for the dog? I'm like, no. I'm going to get followers by milking the fact that I have a puppy, okay? I love it. <laughs> I'm using this for myself. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get your video game content and your puppy fix, all right? <laughs> That's what I'm that here for. That sounds like the perfect account to follow, not going to lie. I know. <laughs> all right. If you want to follow Girls on Games, you can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games, no that in there on Instagram. Discord.me slash girls on games to continue this convo and more. But if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another week, lovely week in video games. It's going to be even better mm-hmm. because we are getting ready for one of the greatest games to come out. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, yeah, just it's. The, the, the social fields are just going to be inundated with puppies and Zelda. Who, who are we kidding? The, al- the algorithm will love you, honestly. I know. Going to love me. All right, folks. Have an excellent week, and uh, we'll talk Zelda next week. All right? Cool. Bye. 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 <laughs>